For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When you learn to work the word of God against the wiles of the devil, you have just learned the wielder's way. Hello and praise the Lord, everybody. I am Minister Alzada Puryear and welcome to the podcast entitled The Wilder's Way. I am so excited that you have come back to join me once again. This is episode three and the title of this episode is How Is Your Fruit? Hallelujah. The one thing that I love to, to eat is fruit and one of my favorites is the navel orange, the navel orange. I have like this whole uh, way that I pick the best oranges when I go to the supermarket. Uh, when I go up to them, I look at them and I automatically reach for those who have the perfect deep orange color. Yes, I look at the color, I smell it. I even squeeze it if it's, if it's not too hard and there's a nice squeeze to it that indicates to me its juiciness. And I really feel like I got a good orange in my hand. I'll go ahead and continue on to inspect the skin. I check for any rot, any holes, any blemishes or anything of any kind, because usually that means at some point inside of the orange, there is going to be a rotten spot. I feel like I have mastered picking out navel oranges. As a matter of fact, I had my last one last night and it was perfectly juicy. I loved it. And I will be going out to the supermarket on today to get some more. But um, the fruit that I want to talk to you today about is the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit. Our scripture text for today will be coming from the book of Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. Hallelujah. In this particular passage, Paul is talking about the fruits of the spirit. These are the attributes and qualities that are produced when we are led by the spirit, by the Holy Spirit. As I told you in a previous podcast, that the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us in all truth. And that even means as it pertains to our character. Hallelujah. Character is really important. God is always concerned about character over charisma. Sometimes we can be so enamored, especially by people in leadership or celebrities, anybody that we look up to. Um, we tend to think that they're great because they come off a certain way, but internally they're really not who they say they are. And that's one attribute that you don't want to have as a believer. And that's being fake and phony because it would make our witness for Christ to be fake and phony. Hallelujah. Here in the book of Galatians, Paul is addressing many things with the church of Galatia, and he's particularly addressing the fact that now that the perfect work that was done by Jesus Christ on the cross has afforded us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And it's something that we should live in and live by. Hallelujah. And the church of Galatia at this time, unfortunately, the Judaizers, these are the people that 
that feel that we're still under the law of Moses were resentful of the fact that Gentiles, number one, were now engrafted into the promises of God that are yea and amen, because these were the people group that was Paul's assignment. He was sent to the Gentiles, but now because of what Christ has done, that we are now no longer under the law, but under the grace by faith. And now we no longer are supposed to operate in our sinful and fleshly nature, but we are supposed to operate by way of the Holy Spirit. And Paul is cautioning the Galatians to be mindful of that and any false teachings that would be coming into their church or into their ear regarding being under the law versus being under grace. He proceeds to tell us towards the end in the book of Galatians chapter five, which is our scripture text. He talks about two natures, the the nature of the Holy Spirit and our sinful nature, the nature of the flesh. Even our sinful nature can be a producer of a type of fruit, a fruit that is rotten, a fruit that is tattered, a fruit that has blemishes and issues, a fruit that we would never want to be producers of as children of the most high God. See, it says it here, In chapter, I believe it's in the same chapter five, verses 19 and uh, 21, he talks about now the works of the flesh. Here's chapter, uh, I'm sorry, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emotions, wrath strife, seditions, heresies, envies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. My God, here he's talking about what our sinful nature can produce, because although I'm focusing on the fruits of the spirit, make no mistake, the sinfulness or our sinful nature produces a fruit too. And this is the attributes of people that live in this world and follow the world system. But as believers, we are supposed to follow the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God is not of this world. So we are supposed to have attributes or fruit that is supposed to symbolize the characteristics of Christ and the characteristics of kingdom citizens. Hallelujah. When you think about it, whenever God puts any type of scripture that he, uh, because, you know, we all understand that the word of God is God breathed and inspired, although there's different writers. And in this case, it is Paul who is writing epistle to the church of Galatia. Um, Whenever God gives us any type of commandment, any kind of instruction or warning, um, he's telling us for a reason, because it was something that was lost to us because of sin. When Adam and the woman before the fall had happened, when they were walking around in the garden, they did not realize that they were made of flesh. They only knew the spirit. They actually had the spirit 
on the inside of them then. See, people tend to forget that not only did we lose the seed of power and authority because of the beguiling of the serpent, but we also lost the ability to walk in the spirit, to be led by the spirit and to live in the spirit. We were always supposed to be spiritual beings in physical bodies. Hallelujah. This is why the final time when Jesus was with the disciples and they asked him to stay, he could not because he knew that he was going to be sending the Holy Spirit to them to help guide them through their journeys and to also help them be fruit producers. Hallelujah. And anyone that was to confess Christ as Lord and Savior were also supposed to be fruit producers. What kind of fruit are we supposed to produce? Here it is, Galatians chapter five, verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. Hallelujah. These are the things that we are supposed to exhibit. God is concerned about our character. Hallelujah. Because it gives us the ability to not only live right, but to also be able to witness properly to those that we want to win and restore to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And this is the deal. Jesus said out of his own mouth, you shall know them by their fruit. I'll prove it to you. Here in the book of Matthew, now this obviously is Jesus talking, because if you were to turn to that scripture, you would notice that all of these verses are in red, which means that this is Jesus speaking to his audience and he's admonishing them. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. This is Matthew chapter uh, seven, verse 15 that I'm starting. And now I'm at verse 16. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. That's not good. <laughs> yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Glory to God for the reading of the word of the Lord that is blessed. That was the New Living Translation, Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Jesus Christ said it out of his own mouth that we shall know them by their fruit. Fruit is also a means of discerning. We can actually discern a person's character by the fruit that they show. Are they showing love? Are they showing joy? Are they showing peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance? See, fruit is important. And as a believer, Hallelujah. We are under the mighty hand of God, who is the ultimate fruit inspector. See, we can fool people, but you show enough can't fool God. Hallelujah. He sees 
everything. He sees down to the very core of you, the very roots that are producing the fruit that he does not want. And this is the thing about God as a father. He's a chastiser. He's a corrector. So it's going to be his job when you allow him to, to make sure that you're producing good fruit, which means he will be authorized to cut down or to prune any nasty fruit. Cause it is true. One bad apple spoils the bunch. And that is the true. And I really believe, especially right now, we are in a time as the church, hallelujah. Uh, we're under the fruit inspector's hand right now. God is concerned about how you are, not what you do. Yes, your calling and purpose and destiny is important to God. Absolutely. But he's more concerned about your character and the quality and integrity of your soul. Hallelujah. Because it's going to go somewhere. And this is the deal. Our lives, we live not just for ourselves, but for others. We are called, hallelujah, to the great commission. And that is to restore and win the loss to Christ. But we can't do that if we have rotten fruit. We can't bear witness well if we have rotten fruit. Nobody wants to eat a piece of fruit that has spots on it and bugs and worms in it. Of course not. So why would we as believers in Christ Jesus, such a loving, kind and gracious God, want to have any other attributes than that of the spirit of the living God, which is the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. Yes, Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. And he tells us to beware in seven, in Matthew 7, chapter 15 through 20. I'm sorry, verses 15 through 20, I apologize. Um, and that's the thing. Usually we have the propensity or the tendency to read scriptures from the perspective of what other people do to us. We will know them by their fruit, but do we realize that we are them too? In other words, when people meet us, they are supposed to see our fruit. Hence the title of today's message. How is your fruit? <laughs> we listen let me tell you, uh, the one thing about these podcasts for me is that I'm in this with you. Please understand that I have not arrived. I am still being worked on. I am still being pruned just like you. So please know that when I talk to you on these podcasts, I'm talking to you from a place where I'm a partaker of the very thing, this very scripture that I'm talking to you about on today. So just know that we are in this together. We all have to be mindful of our fruit. We have to allow God into our hearts and our minds because see, this is the deal. He can see all the way down to the root of why and how this fruit was produced. It could be linked to a trauma. It could be linked to a heartbreak, a discouragement, um, uh, addiction, or a loss. And what he wants to do is deal with the root because the one thing about simply just pruning and cutting the fruit off, it could still grow back if it's connected to the same root. So God wants to deal with the root of your fruit. 
Hmm. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes this can be tough. You know, I call this podcast the wilder's way and I talk about the sword. The sword is the word of God. But sometimes people, I got to be honest with you. Sometimes we got to fall on that sword. Sometimes God will take that sword to cut us, not to hurt us, but to help us. What say you now? Again, I will ask you, how is your fruit? My encouragement on today for you all, all of those who are listening, be you saved or not saved, to consider your ways, consider your personality traits, consider your fruit. Do you need to work on your love walk? How about joy? Do you have any in your life? Are you operating from and in a place of peace? Are you long-suffering? Are you gentle and covering other people with grace, like the grace that you need? How about your level of goodness? Is it really good? How about your faith, meekness, and your temperance? How are those things? My encouragement, when you get into your secret place with the Lord, ask him, the great fruit inspector, Lord, how is my fruit? Is it bitter or does it taste sweet? Uh, Is there rotten places? Am I looking good on the outside, but my innards are rotten? Are there worms of worry and discouragement and depression in there? Prune me, Lord, oh God, because I desire to be just like you. For you are most definitely full of love, joy, peace. You certainly have been long-suffering with all of our issues. And you're gentle, you're good, you're faithful, you're meek, and your temperance is phenomenal. God, help me be a good fruit producer so that I can witness to you the right way. Hallelujah. I pray that this podcast was an encouragement to you on today. I don't ever want you to feel that I'm talking at you, but I'm talking with you. We really need to come together as the body of Christ because all of those men, women, and children out there who are lost, they're really our brothers and sisters. And we can't let our family fall. Hallelujah. So I encourage you, as you're wielding the word of God, allow this message to be a reverse wielding, meaning it's being wielded on you and your character. Let God and his word cut away those pieces of you that are broken, that are bruised, because you really treat others the way you treat yourself. One of the main principles in the Bible is to love your neighbor as yourself. And the best way you can love yourself is allow God to work on your fruit, hallelujah, so that others will see him in you. For those of you who are listening, I always say that this podcast is open to anyone who wants to listen. You do not have to be a believer to listen to this podcast, but I pray that I make a believer out of you or the Lord uses me to make a believer out of you, that maybe something that I said today made you think and made you want to say, what must I do 
to be saved. Lord, I know that my fruit is rotten and I need your help because the reality, everyone, is that it's going to take God, whether you're saved or not, it is going to take God to get you to the place that he's called you to in character as well as your purpose and destiny. I'd like to offer to those of you who are not saved the ability to give your life to Christ right now. I will always offer that invitation at the end of my podcast. And it's real simple. All you have to do is repeat after me. Lord, I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe by faith that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe by faith that he died and rose again. Hallelujah. And according to your word, in Romans 10 and 9, you said that if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he is your son and that he died and rose again, which I believe that I am saved. My friend, if you just said that and repeated that after me, you are saved. It's that simple. You are now engrafted into the promises of God that are yea and amen. You are now subjected to the fruit inspector. Don't be afraid. Let God have his way because it will be well with you if you do. And for the body of Christ, which we all are a part of. Well, Praise the Lord, everybody, and thank you once again for your time and tuning into this podcast. I pray that I said something on today that has blessed your life. Remember, when you learn the word of God and you learn to wield the word of God, which is the sword, which is the word of God, hallelujah, when you learn to work the word against the wiles of the devil, you have just learned the wielder's way. God bless you. Until next time, bye-bye.